At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. And if you listened to last week's episode, I told you all about my week off and how I was so excited about it and how I was going to find all these new hobbies and interests and things to do with my life. And I'm here to report that I did absolutely none of that. (laughs) Absolutely none of it. I ended up cleaning my place and doing a deep clean, throwing out so many clothes and hats and everything that you could think of. And it was really nice, actually. It was much needed. I am so lucky that I get a ton of stuff, but at the same time, I don't really have that big of a place to hold all of this stuff. And so it just has been piling up for such a long time. And so finally cleaned everything out and it feels great. It feels so good. And um, on the hobbies front, yes, I did not do (laughs) any of that. I barely left my place. I binge watched a couple shows. I watched Bridgerton the first season. It's good. If you like that type of series, if you like Grey's Anatomy and uh, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, then you'd really like it. But I know that I just have a ton of guys listening to this and they're like, hell no, <laughs> not, not watching that. Um, but that was good. And then another show that you guys are going to have no interest in, but Gilmore Girls. I've been watching, um, finished the entire first season and on the second season now. And I love that show. So those have been the two that I've watched. And again, I know you guys have no interest in either of them, but they were good. If you uh, just want to watch something, you guys can check that out. Um, but yeah, that was, it was productive, but also unproductive. I did so many things that I had to do, but I didn't find any hobbies. I think that 
I want to get into pottery. That was one hobby that I pondered. And maybe I was like, maybe I'll go take a pottery class um, and swimming. I am not a great swimmer. And by not a great swimmer, I really can't swim. If you threw me in the water, I could survive. But And I do have a, a mean doggy paddle, but that's about it. I think I've told you guys this before. Uh, but swimming is just not for me. I am made for land. I am not made for water. Um, but I want to get better. I want to improve on that. I want to be able to like when I am in an ocean, I want to be able to swim and feel comfortable and be able to do so. Or if lakes or whatever it may be. I do want to be able to swim. So those are the two hobbies that I pondered and then I was really thinking about, um, but didn't actually end up doing. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. It was a good week off. I'm kind of going through a lot right now. And I know I am so open and honest about pretty much everything in my life, but I'm going to keep this one to myself. But it's uh, it was a hard week and I am making a lot of Changes in my life and change is very scary. Um, Sometimes it's very necessary, but I think we all get stuck in these ruts of of comfort and doing things just because they're comfortable and not doing what we want to do because or making any changes because, again, we're just used to how things are. And so I've been trying to get out of my comfort zone. And one thing that I really want to do is live a very happy life. And there are just some things that, you know, I have wanted to change and it's very difficult and it's not easy and it hasn't been easy. Um, but I'm trying to be really mature in my life and make smart decisions and do things that are not only best for me, but for other people in my life. And yeah, um, I'm sure you guys are sick of me talking about what's going on in my life, but honestly, it's been a bit of a boring stretch with sports as well. I mean, we're coming off of the Olympics. The Olympics were great. We talked about the big stories in the last podcast with, you know, Simone Biles, and that was a big storyline. And then we have football coming up. We're in preseason now. Obviously, baseball is still going on. Uh, The back end of the season's been heating up a lot. It's been actually fun to watch. I know in quarantine, I found my love for baseball (laughs) and uh, it, it has continued. I still watch it. That's why I was doing a a video for points bet yesterday, and I'm still I like baseball, but I still am confused with certain things. And there's the NL and the AL, and I kept saying NL, but I, I had to redo the video 25 times because I kept saying NL instead of the AL when I was talking about uh, the race that's going on between the Blue Jays, Yankees. Uh, Red Sox and Rays. And so I kept saying NL over and over and over and over again. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just a dumbass. Like, how can I not figure this out? Uh, But I'm enjoying watching baseball. Um, But yeah, it's just, this is just kind of a weird stretch. All the majors are done in golf, which is such a bummer. We do have the Ryder Cup coming up and things that are coming up. But right now it's like, what do I, what do I talk about? Or what, what what do you guys even want me to discuss right now? Um, we have obviously the Wyndham Championship coming up, but it's like it's kind of a boring tournament and not a great field. And those are exciting tournaments for betting purposes because normally for all the big tournaments, you have your usual suspects. 
and you know who, you know, who the favorites are. And usually for the most part, they end up winning unless it's like Phil Mickelson with the PGA, but you know, who's going to win or who's going to give it a go. But weeks like the Wyndham, it's all over the place. You have a couple big names, um, but very few. And you will see more of a long shot or a first time winner, which is great if you're betting because it's more bang for your buck. And so that's why these weeks are fun. Uh, but still, it's like, do I really want to watch four days of the Wyndham Championship? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I do. But it's just kind of boring right now. And I can't wait for college football to get back. And NFL, we're doing a lot of really fun content with points bet, which I'm excited for you guys uh, to watch. But I'm excited about that. My Steelers, I don't know how they're going to be really interested and. Big Ben, seeing if he can stay healthy. If you've listened to my podcast, you know that I am not the biggest Big Ben fan. And I always complain about him being uh, old and immobile and just always getting injured and he's not reliable anymore. And I still think that all of those things are true and will be an issue. And I'm worried about our backup quarterbacks, too. I'm just not a fan of Mason Rudolph. I just don't know why we keep giving him opportunities so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And also with Juju and seeing if he he had some issues with you know TikTok and that kind of taking over. So I wonder if he's going to be as active on TikTok this season. But I think we all know that the Bucks are probably going to win again with Tom Brady. It's like, will that man just please retire already? Can he just leave? So I just don't have to see him win all the time. I get he's the GOAT. I can respect it, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Uh, <laughs> so we have that. Uh, college football as well. I don't really have a college football team. I went to San Diego State and also U of A, both not powerhouses <laughs> in college football. And I just don't really have a team to root for, but I do love college football. So guys, write in and give me a team to root for. We were doing this in quarantine with baseball where every week I would always have a new team to root for and it's really fun. So I'm down to do that again with some college football. So write in, uh, give me some teams. We were doing this during quarantine with baseball and I have to do it again with college football. So give me some teams that I can root for and maybe I'll change it up every week or I'll pick a couple that I can root for. But um, I, I need your help on this one. So send us an email at PARIHeartRadio.com or send me a message on the Playing Around Instagram account because um, I, I want to be a part of something. And I think that's what's so cool about college athletics is that people have such a tie to the schools that they attended. And I don't really feel that too much more with basketball because both of those schools were good basketball schools. And, but when it comes to football, I really just don't. So I want to be a part of something bigger than me, but I swear if any of you guys say Notre Dame, I'm done. I'm done with you guys. I will not root for Notre Dame. That is just one thing that I'm sticking to. So no Notre Dame, unless you give some really, really, really good reasons you try to convince me otherwise, but that's the one team that it's a, it's a hard no, hard pass for me. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about a big sports story that I thought was interesting, and we're going to do a bunch of TNA. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, 
Elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, everyone. So we are back. I was reading about the story last night, and I found it interesting because I my, my parents used to have season tickets to the Rockies games, and my sister actually saw the mascot be born. They brought this big dinosaur egg out, and <laughs> they hatched the egg, and... um as you guys know, Dinger popped out and he has been the Rockies mascot for a while now. So there's a story going around that at a Rockies game, a African-American player stepped up to bat. Uh, someone said oh, a derogatory ter- a term, yelled it out, and it became a big investigation. So upon further investigation, they found out that the man was just yelling dinger because they saw dinger was over there and he was with his uh, wife and grandchildren, I believe. And they just wanted to get dinger's attention. And so it turned into this whole fiasco while this man was just yelling dinger as loud as he possibly could. I think it was a very unfortunate situation. Obviously I can see how, If you're in the game and maybe not fully paying attention, it could have sounded like something very different. I was at a driving range and someone drove by and I was convinced, fully, fully convinced that he yelled whore. And when I was telling people a story, they were like, they, he probably said four, but in my mind, I heard whore and, um, I'm sticking to it. Like, that's what I truly believed what I heard. And I'm sure that was the same with the baseball player. He ended up apologizing. But I feel really bad for the man because this kind of ruined his life because they thought that he was yelling something very different from Dinger and it turned into a huge news story. I think the thing that was a bit humorous about this, obviously, it's not a laughing matter, but... 
<laughs> this guy was reporting on it. And he had all of these tweets and they were like, well, I just don't understand why he used the hard G and dinger. And I'm like, how else do you say it? Like, I, I, how else would you pronounce it? Like, that's how you say it. And the comments underneath were like, well, I guess they're going to have to change the name now to avoid all of this in the future. And I mean, I get changing names that are actually offensive, but Dinger, that's like, no, it's cute. And I think sometimes people can be a bit too sensitive to things like this. This was a very bad mistake where, you know, someone heard something very different. I'm sure the man feels absolutely terrible about it. And it was just a mistake. We don't have to change Dinger's name because of it. I don't think this is going to be a thing that happens all the time. It was just a very weird coincidence. And it, it just turned into something that it shouldn't have. But for people to be like, oh, you should change the name because it's going to be offensive to a lot of people. And we never want this to happen again. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you can't. Like, Dinger's a part of, like my life. Like I grew up going to Rockies games all the time. And it'd be so sad to have to change his name because of one incident like this. I thought that was a very interesting story. And I got a kick out of reading some of the replies. And it's, it's so hard to tell on Twitter if people are actually trolling or if they're being serious or not. And I I can't, I can never tell to this point. I can't tell if people are actually that fucking dumb or if they're just so smart that they're trolling everyone. So this happened when I posted this weightlifting video that I did for points bet. I said that I'm trying to beat the world record at 380 pounds for the clean and jerk, which is impossible. Like I clearly, clearly could not do that. And so the whole joke of the video was to not show the weight on the outside of the bar. And so I did it very easily because I clearly was just, you know, cleaning the bar And even at the very end, we showed that there was no weights on the bar. And I even made a sarcastic comment um, in the caption saying, like, clearly this is not fake. Um, And then so many of the comments were like, I don't believe you. How could you lie to us? Um, Please show the weight next time. Just the most outrageous things. They actually truly believed that I was lifting that weight and then lying about it. And again, I don't know if they were trolling or if they just, they're just that dumb. But I think about that all the time now when I just see these comments and I'm like, are they? No, like they, no one can actually be that dumb, right? Right? So I don't know. So we're going to move on and get into a bunch of TNA. I skipped the last couple and I thought it'd be fun to do a a blind TNA. So normally I will go through all of the questions uh, from, you know, previous times that I have asked and I'll vet them and look through them and try to find really good ones that are going to give me some good answers. But I'm going to do it blind. So I went to the Playing Around podcast account. We asked you, gosh, weeks ago uh, to give us some TNA questions. And so I'm just going to pull them up from there. I don't know what I'm going to find. I don't know what we're going, what questions I'm going to answer, but let's just get right into it. I'm just going to start from the very beginning. Why do people insist on the collared shirt rule at courses? I have no idea. I really don't. I understand that with golf, there is etiquette involved in tradition and 
it's a gentleman's game. And so they want to keep everyone looking professional. It's a country club sport. I get that. But I do think that at other golf courses, you don't have to stick to that dress code. I think that golf is a leisurely activity and you should be able to dress as if you're going on a hike or working out. It's not that big of a deal. And if you're not at a country club, then why does it matter? I don't care if country clubs enforce rules. They can do whatever they want. And if you don't like it, then you just don't become a member. I will never have an issue with country clubs doing that or even the PGA or LPGA tour having their dress codes, even if I don't fully agree with them. It's what it is. And you just have to obey the rules. And I think there's a misconception about me is that I'm disrespectful when I go to courses. And that's not true. I play courses that have a very relaxed dress code. And when I go to uh, very fancy courses, or if I am a guest or if I'm invited out, I dress appropriately and I look up the dress code beforehand because I don't want to be seen as disrespectful. So I would never show up to a golf course and dress as if I was going to a muni. I would never, ever do that. And I think sometimes when I show up to country clubs or nicer golf courses, they're always shocked that I'm actually dressed appropriately because they see how I dress on Instagram and they assume that I am like that all the time in my everyday life, which is just not true. My Instagram is a very exaggerated version of myself. Yes, I do wear those outfits. And yes, I do like to be sexy. But majority of the time, I dress very differently. And there are so many different facets of my personality that I don't always show online. I like to think of Paige Renee as my alter ego. And again, I don't sex it up with my hair and makeup and clothes every single day of my life. I very rarely wear makeup. And I know a lot of other people would probably want me to show that side, but that's just not the side that I choose to show on social media. And I like that image and it's a part of my brand. Everything is done strategically. And I think that is missed. And again, social media is so fake. I I see girls online who will present this very wholesome image with what they wear, what they say, how they post. But in real life, they're very much the opposite of that. And I think when people see me on Instagram, they think that I am either promiscuous, party girl, anything bad. (laughs) Um, And I'm very much the opposite of that. And again, what you choose to present on social media isn't exactly who everyone truly is or who they are on the inside. So always keep that in mind um, because I like being sexy. I think, again, that's a part of my personality, uh, but it's not everything. But I digress uh, from what the original question actually was. I wish that they had more relaxed dress codes on golf courses and they do. You just have to go to the right golf course. I see a ton of questions of people being like, well, why do I have to wear a collared shirt? But she gets to wear that. Well, because I'm at a $5 golf course where guys are wearing cutoff jean shorts and tank tops. You know, it's the same dress code for everyone, not just me. I choose to play at those golf courses. I choose to go places where I feel comfortable, where I can wear what I want to wear. Someone said you are stuck on a desert island and can only bring three items. What are you bringing? I'm bringing my dog, my phone, and unlimited water. 
Oh, they have water on the island. Dumbass. Um, I don't know. I only really need my dog and my phone and a charger. There we go. I struggle with a nasty hook. Do you have any drills for it? He said, love the podcast. Thanks. Ah, thank you. Yes. So I have struggled with a hook most of my career. And that was one of the reasons when I was playing why I I stopped playing this because I just had the snap hooks off the tee. And so I played one whole season just hitting punch three woods. (laughs) And that's all I could hit. One thing that I think is really important is knowing your swing and knowing what happens when that happens. So for me, I speed up and my hands flip and my hips stop. And so I have keys that I think of when I'm out on the golf course. If you're doing it on the range, so my problem was that I wouldn't, I would hit them straight on the range, but then I'd get on the golf course and then I would have these hooks. So for me, it was all mental. And so having good swing tips in my mind. So mine was holding at the top, and waiting there a second. So I really had to slow it down or low and slow on the backswing. If you're having trouble on the range as well and you're just hooking it, again, know your swing. Try to hit as many slices and fades, work the ball as much as you can because most of the time when you're hitting these big misses, it's because of your swing path. And so if you're able to adjust your swing path and see what happens if you come a little more from the inside or a little bit more from over the top, you can start to fix it. I like to put a stick about three feet in front of me and I will like to work it around the stick. And so um, again, if your hook is left and starting left, then that tells you that you're coming over the top with a closed club face. If it's starting right and then hooking left means you're coming too far from the inside and then turning it over. And same with your Um, pushes, slices, whatever it may be. If it's starting right and going right means you're coming from the inside with an open club face. If it's starting left and then going right means you're coming over the top. So those are really helpful of knowing where your start line is and where the ball is heading off first and then where it's landing. It tells you a lot. So you can learn so much from your divot and also from your ball flight. And from there, there's so many drills. You guys can go to my YouTube channel. I talk about how to shape shots, Um, how to fix certain mistakes that you have. It is very difficult to explain it fully here without any of the visuals. And I feel like with golf, it is so visual and you need to see it because the changes are so slight. So if you are having any of those problems, head over to my YouTube account. What is your favorite item meal to eat or drink after a round? I've never been a beer after the round type of girl. Um, normally when I'm done playing, I want ice cream and that was always my go-to good or bad round. I would always get ice cream with my mom after. And so that was definitely the go-to. What's the best advice I can give my two boys who love playing golf? Gosh, just to keep enjoying it. I think that once it becomes a job and it depends on how old they are as well, but I think just keeping the fun and trying to keep the pressure off of them is really helpful. Obviously you need to be supportive and you need to push them. But at times I felt that it became a job for me when I was like 15, 16. And so you lose the joy of playing when you have all that pressure on you. And golf is very different than a lot of other sports. And I think unless you have played golf at a really high level, it's hard to understand. So my dad played uh, football in college. My mom was a professional ballet dancer And so they had experience 
in their respected sports at a very high level. And so they felt that they could help me and they could push me the way that they were pushed. But with golf, there's just something so different about it where you could be working your ass off and you could be trying so hard and you could shoot the worst round of your life. And with other sports, I feel like that just doesn't happen. Like if you're a sprinter and you're training so hard, you just don't, if you're running like a consistent, like a, a 10 2, you're not just going to shoot or you're shoot. <laughs> you're not going to run just a 15 out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Or with other sports, I feel like with golf, there's such a big discrepancy between good and bad and it changes so drastically. And that is so different from so many other sports. And maybe it's because when you're having those off days in your other sports, especially if it's team sport, you're able to just be taken out and it doesn't really matter. But golf, you have to fight through every single round. And so I think at times they didn't quite understand that. And again, there was just a lot of pressure, self-induced. This goes back to me being a people pleaser. Uh, But again, I think my biggest advice to any parent out there with a kid who shows promise in golf is to keep it fun. I mean, they're probably already putting enough pressure on themselves. You don't have to keep pushing them harder and harder and they're going to burn out. I see, I've seen so many kids go to college and then stop playing when they were the top junior golfers uh, in the world. So again, you don't want to push them so hard and then to the point where they just quit. So there's really no time frame on it. Like you can be good for a really long time and you can also get better late in life. And so you don't have to push your kids so early on because they could mature and junior golf and peak in college or in pros. It really just, there's not like a strict timeline on it. Like with other sports as well, where it's like your body just gives up and you can't do it anymore. You have to compete young, but with golf, it's really not like that. What is your swing thon practice versus playing versus tournament? So I, I kind of talked about this a little bit when we were talking about the hook. When I practice, I try to practice with a purpose. And I did not do this early on in my career. I would just bang balls and be out there for hours and hours and hours because I thought that that was showing my dedication to spend, you know, six hours on the driving range beating balls, but I didn't really get much done. So now I practice with a purpose. And so I go in and I have a goal in mind and my swing thoughts or what I'm thinking is going to change depending on my goal. Sometimes I go in thinking I want to make a swing change. And so if that's the case, then all of my focus is on my swing change. Now that I'm playing more for fun, I just try to think of keys that will help me hit the ball straight. (laughs) And for me, it's tempo. I have a very quick tempo And so low and slow. So when I say low and slow, that's on the takeaway where I try to normally I pick it up a little bit. I have a lot of wrist cock in my backswing. And so I'll pick it up. And when I pick it up, I pick it up quickly. And so my backswing is almost faster than my follow through. So low and slow, I feel like I'm dragging it along the ground almost as slow as I possibly can. That's a really good swing thought for me. When I'm at the top, I get quick. And so my hips... Uh, fire too quickly and then I stop turning and then my hands flip. So that's where I get that hook in. So I almost feel like my back is to the target a second longer than it normally would. And that way it gives my arms time to drop and sync up with my hips. The best swing tip I have ever received in my entire life was to have the shaft hit the back of your hat. And so this way you are committing to your shot every single time. When I go play in tournaments, I stick to the swing thoughts 
that are more feeling-based compared to technique-based. I think a lot of people, when they go out to play a tournament or even just a round of golf, they and they hit one shot wrong, they automatically go into what happened with my swing, how do I fix it? You start to get too technical and then you get in your head. So my best advice is when you're going out and playing, leave all of the technical uh, work to the side and just focus on one or two good swing feelings that work for you and don't overthink it. I think that's the hardest thing is when people start to overthink what they're doing and they just, sorry, I was reading another, I was trying to find another question when I was doing that. So I totally lost my train of thought. You guys get the point. Let's try to find another good question. Yeah. I'm having a daughter in just a few months. Any good advice for dads of daughters? Oh, (sighs) well, I'm not a parent, so it's hard for me to give advice. And I, I can't even comprehend how hard it is going to be or is to raise a child. Um, I see everything that my parents have gone through with me and my older sister. And I think I have really amazing parents and even they are like, yeah, we messed up here or we did this and, or I'll talk about things that, you know, um, hurt me or that I wish were different. And we have a very open relationship. And I think that is great. I think one thing that I really respected about my parents is that they were my parents. They never tried to be my friend. And although we have a very close relationship, I feel like having those boundaries of, okay, these are my parents. I respect them. I value what they say and their authority figures in my life. And that was something that I always really loved and admired with them as they never tried to cross that line of like being buddy, buddy with me. They always understood that they're the parents and I'm the kid and, you know, I got to listen to them. So I liked that they did that. I think one thing that my parents also do really well is they let me express myself the way that I want to. I think that a lot of times when it comes to what girls want to wear, dress, or how they want to do their hair, I think a lot of dads um, get protective and rightly so. But I love that my parents were able to allow me to (laughs) wear tank tops and tight dresses and experiment with makeup and I feel like I never rebelled too badly because I always had freedom to wear and do what I wanted to. And most of the times I was just dressing on trend and uh, my mom kept up with the trends too. And even when I tried to tell them about social media or, you know, things that they weren't fully aware of, they took time to understand. I think that's another thing too with, doesn't matter if you have a son or a daughter, but it's just trying to understand where they're coming from and the new things in their life. So whether it's like Snapchat or TikTok or social media, instead of just writing it off, maybe try to listen to them and learn. I also love that my parents taught me to be very independent, especially financially independent. Um, I wasn't raised to be the wife of, you know, a successful man. I was raised to be a successful woman. And They never told me no, or I couldn't do something. They always built me up. They always told me that, you know, I need to be able to stand on my own 
and to not rely on anyone else. And I am proud to say that I am, I'm 28 years old. I have a successful business and I'm financially independent and I don't need to rely on anyone else. There was no traditional gender roles in my family either. So again, they let me do what I want to do and they never forced me into doing something. It's funny because when people always like, oh, you must have daddy issues from what I post. My dad or my mom, they're both so proud of me. And again, it comes back to like them allowing me to do what I want to do and they support me no matter what. So I don't know if that really answered your question. Um, but those are just things that I've respected my parents for. And maybe you can apply some of that. Unless you don't want your daughter to turn out like me, then don't do the absolute opposite of what I just said. <laughs> Someone asked, what is the best way to correct the slice? Okay, so golf is a game of opposites. And the way I explain it is like, if you want the ball to go up, you hit down. If you want the ball to go right, you have to swing left. If you want it to go left, then you have to swing right. And I see a lot of people when they're slicing it, they keep moving more left with their alignment. And so before you know it, they are 30 yards left of their target. And so what do you have to do to get it back in line? You have to slice it. So you're actually creating more of a slice by having bad habits with your alignment. So again, if it's going right, go on the range and try to hit big hooks and do the opposite of what you want to do because normally your swing path and people who slice it come way over the top on it. And so you have to come more from the inside. You have to almost start the ball right to have it move left. And so go to the range, do that stick drill that I told you guys to do. And again, if you're hitting it right, don't keep lining up left to account for your slice. Someone said, uh, asked tips for match play. I always felt like I was a much better match play player than I was a stroke play player, uh, mostly because I like, I don't like competition, but I like direct competition. And I know that probably doesn't make sense, but I hated the concept of like you against the course. And with stroke play, it's very stressful because one wrong swing or miss hit, all of a sudden you make a triple and you're out of the tournament. I just don't like that pressure. So with match play, you can be more aggressive. And I think that's the best tip is be aggressive and go into it with that attitude of like, I'm going to beat you. Having that attitude, don't have the, it's me against the course attitude. No, it's you against the other player. And all you have to do is beat them. That's it. And so again, be aggressive when you need to be strategic, but you're playing the other person. And I don't like the strategy again of just like going out there and playing your own. No, No, just beat the other person and you can adjust your strategy based off of what they're doing. If they hit a bad shot, you play it safe. If they're playing aggressive, you play aggressive. And that's what I liked. I liked changing and always being aware of like what they were doing. I think if golf, the format of golf was always match play, I would have made it on tour. And I stand by that. (laughs) What is your definition of individual success? I think the more successful that I get in my professional life, I'm realizing that this does not equal happiness. It doesn't matter how much money I make, um, how many followers I have, the people that I meet in my life. I don't feel any more happiness because because of that. It does take some stress out of my life um, being financially stable. So I guess that does, you know, create some happiness. But I think when it comes to 
individual success for me personally, it's how happy I am. And I'm always searching for just finding true happiness. I have been really open and honest about this, that I've always been searching for something that will make me happy. And I always feel guilty because I have an amazing job. I have an amazing family. I have amazing friends. I travel the world. Like I can't, I can't find something that I can complain about in my life. And so I always feel guilty for not actually being happy or finding that happiness. And so I'm on that journey right now, but I feel like when I am truly happy, then that would be my own definition of individual success. But that changes for everyone. Some people um, judge success by, you know, your family or your professional life or how much money you have, whatever it may be. But for me, it's just finding actual joy and like waking up and being truly happy. How did you get over your driver yips? I really kind of didn't. <laughs> I just quit playing golf. <laughs> I think that now I don't have them because I don't have pressure. And so it just shows you that it's all mental and it has nothing to do with my ability. And so it's just freeing yourself up and not caring so much. So you have to get to the root of the problem of why you feel that way. So for me, I had so much stress and I was so concerned about what everyone was going to think about my rounds that I just froze up and everything got tight and I couldn't swing freely. And then I would hit those big snap hooks and now I don't care. So you just have to have the attitude. Like no one cares what you're shooting. No one cares about your shot. Literally no one could give a shit about anything that you're doing. If you have that mindset and just free up, you're going to play so much better. Has any famous people tried to slide in your DMS? Yeah, actually a lot. I don't say names uh, because I just think that's kind of a shitty thing to do. I hate when people will clout chase by saying names of people who have slid in their DMs. But yeah, I a lot of famous people have. Mostly athletes, I would say. Someone asked, is it better to model your swing after a pro or come up with your own swing? Oh. <sighs> I think it's better to swing your own swing. So I worked with an instructor who wanted me to model my swing exactly like Mac O'Grady. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mac O'Grady had a very technically sound swing and it was beautiful. And I wish my swing looked like that. But there were certain things um, with my body proportions that I couldn't get in certain positions. And so if I couldn't get in one of the positions, it really was hard for me to then be in, be in sync and um, hit all of the other positions that I needed to. And so I spent so many years trying to have this perfect swing and it didn't result in better scores. And I was frustrated because I couldn't do it. And then I started working with an instructor, Tyler Hall, who said, let's let's switch it up like let's do what you think is comfortable and then we'll just fine tune that and i really like that philosophy so much better a lot of people don't have the time or energy to be able to spend the amount of effort it takes to have a perfect swing like adam scott or louis ustazen that takes years and years and years and we just don't have that and so i think if you have limited time It's just so much better to swing your own swing and 
ingrain that. I mean, you're seeing a lot of very funky swings now with Matt Wolf and Bubba Watson and uh, Ricky Fowler or even Jordan Speed. They all do something just a little bit weird or a little bit different. And so, again, I think that goes back to swinging your own swing, and that's the best way to do it. Okay. I'm just going to scroll down and pick one. Are you investing your money? <laughs> I am. Okay, let me find, try to find a better one. If I'm a beginner, why should I get fitted clubs? Wouldn't my ch- swing change over time? Yes. So I would say if you're just starting out, you don't need to get fit for your clubs. But once you get a little bit better, do get fit. Because then you don't have to keep spending money over and over and over again to get the newest driver. Or you're not searching for something because... It's just not quite right. If you go and get fit, you're going to have your clubs for a very long time and you'll play significantly better. But if you're not consistently hitting the ball, like making contact, then it's not worth it to get fit yet. Wow. I was expecting some pretty crazy questions, but these are all very appropriate. (laughs) Let me try to find one juicy one and then we'll wrap it up. Mm. This isn't really a juicy one, but... I think about it a lot. So do you have a long-term plan for your life? Short answer, no. Long answer is it's really hard in the career that I'm in to have a long-term plan because of social media and how it's an ever-changing landscape. So my biggest platform, for example, is Instagram. Instagram could be cool forever or it could lose all of its popularity in a year or five years. I don't know. And so I always have to be changing what I'm doing and being flexible with trying new things out with new platforms, for example. So it's like TikTok is now the cool new platform. And so once that became a thing, I had to then start creating content for that platform. And who knows if that will be popular in a couple of years. I just never know. And it's exciting because something new could pop up. It could be even better than anything before. But I could lose something that I've worked so hard for for a very long time. So there's not much job job security when it comes to social media. Because of that, I try to create all these different branches within my brand. So working with companies like PointsBet. I'm really particular about the companies that I work with. And I try to do long-term deals instead of one-off deals so I can can keep growing with them instead of just doing one thing and then moving on. I really like to have long-term partnerships for that reason. This podcast is a good example. It's not something that maybe I'm the best at or that it's my biggest platform, but it's really important that I can show a different side to myself. I think that if I only had Instagram, goes back to what I was talking about in the very first question about the misconceptions of who I am. And so I'm able to show different sides of my personality with every single platform that I have. So with Instagram, it's more about the pictures and looking a certain way. But TikTok, that's my most fun platform. And I'm able to be very creative with the content that I curate. With Twitter, it's all opinion-based. I can say whatever's on my mind and it's fun to have debates with people. The podcast is where I kind of spill my heart out. And I think people know me best if they listen to the podcast. I feel it's the most true form to who I am as a person. 
how I was saying with Instagram, where that's almost like an alter ego of myself and it's just one small facet of me, the podcast is truly me. And everything that I'm saying on here, I'm not saying to get a reaction out of it. I'm I'm really talking as openly and honestly as I possibly can. And again, so the podcast is, you know, where you will get the most real. I don't want to say real because I really try to be authentic and as real as possible on all of my platforms. But again, you take the image out of it. And so you're just forced to listen to what I have to say. (laughs) And then kind of the same with YouTube as well. But that again, once you see me, I'm then blending both of like my Instagram with my podcast. And sometimes that can be difficult as well. And so I try to do as many different things as I possibly can. So I'm always protected if, you know, one platform goes down. Um, I still have my other four, whatever it may be. So I'm always trying to be really strategic and I have a really great team around me. I don't think people realize how big of a team I do have to make this a very successful business. And we're thinking of getting um, more editors and shooters and producers and trying to build this out even more because I'm at a point where I do want to be more creative and not just do those, you know, sexy pictures all the time. And I don't think I'll ever get away with that because again, that's my brand and I, I love who I am. And I think that's such a big part of me, but I I am craving uh, something that's a little bit different and more creative. And I think that has come from the work that I've done with points bet where I've been doing these very fun, silly videos, but that's something I really love to do. And I'm finding that out. And so we're always trying to think of new things that I can do, um, how we can invest money or how we can work with different brands to create long-term partnerships or how we can all work together. And so it's it's a really fun business that I'm in and you're always collaborating with other people and companies and trying to think outside of the box. And so you do have to be really creative. You're forced to be creative. Um, you don't have a lot of job security at times, but the payoff is big and it's fun and you're able to connect with so many people. And I think moving forward, I want to continue doing what I'm doing. I would like to be more respected in my field of work because I am the most followed golfer on Instagram out of men and women. And I still feel like there's a a lack of respect sometimes and slowly and surely it's getting better. And I think that is because um, I have been so smart with my business instead of, you know, just going the OnlyFans route. And although that's probably a lot of money in that that I'm turning down, it's just that's not a good long-term plan. So again, we think through everything um, very clearly and try to make the best decisions possible when it comes to, uh, the rest of my life. I don't, I don't really know. I always tend to put work in front of my personal life and, um, that has caused some problems. It kind of has to do with what I was talking about earlier, where I'm making some hard decisions right now. And I think at some point I will want to have a family, but that's, um, very far in the future. And I think, again, there's so much pressure for women to, be a mother and be a wife and to do all of these things. And I'm just on a different path than a lot of people. And again, sometimes I feel guilty for that or for wanting to be successful and to make money, but that's just what is bringing me happiness. And again, it goes back to what I was saying where I'm trying to make decisions for myself now and not for other people. And I don't know what my, the rest of my life is going to look like five years ago. I had no fucking clue that I would be doing this. I 
never in a million years I thought my life would turn out the way that it is right now. And I think one thing that if any of you are struggling or in your place in your life where you're not too happy or you don't know what you want to be doing, I was there too. Right after college, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I was in a very low place. I was beyond depressed, no direction. And then this just kind of happened to me. I, I got lucky, but then I acted upon it and I turned it into something really special. And so you might be going through something right now, but it's not going to last that long. You're going to get through it. Something good's going to happen to you. And I think always keep that in mind. That's what I always keep in mind too during the low times that they don't last that long. It's always going to get better and to just keep working on what you want to do and find what really truly makes you happy. Because once you're happy and you're passionate about something in your life, you're going to do better. And so I just want to keep my passion. I want to keep being creative. I want to keep pushing myself. And I guess that is just my long-term plan for right now, which is not really anything. So (laughs) I don't think it's, you don't think you have to have a long-term plan. I think you need to have goals. I think having goals are really great, but if you're like me, sometimes planning things out just stresses me out and I don't really care to do that. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this TNA uh, a little longer, a lot of golf questions, but um, always appreciate you guys listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to leave five stars if you like it or to leave a comment or uh, to message us at the PAR at iHeartRadio.com or send me a message on the Playing Around Instagram account. You can connect with us in so many different ways. I love hearing from you all. If you want to ask me any more TNA questions, I love answering them. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I always love talking to you and you're the best. So I'll catch you guys here again soon. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.